welcome to KC Corner, episode 135. 135. And I and I didn't tell you, I had a little surprise for you in the beginning. All right. One of our uh, loyal listeners came up to me Sunday and was like, you guys, you guys just always talk about the weather. You open up with the weather every single time. You know, we're just a couple weather guys. We, we like are. the seasons. Well, I'm glad they didn't complain about us uh, opening up about sports. I yeah. Thought that no, 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 no. This, this listener loves sports for sure. Okay. So they want us to avoid the weather. <laughs> yeah, they want to avoid the weather. And we travel a lot. You know, you've been in North Carolina. Yeah. I was in Arizona. We want to discuss sure. the humidity and Absolutely. The, the temperatures and everything. Oh, come on. Yeah. And so... Uh, Boy, it's kind of rainy out right now. It is. It is kind of, it's very. It's kind of a dreary day today. Yeah, but I love the cooler weather. I feel more like Christmas at yeah, this time exactly. of year. Exactly. You, know? you can wear your like pajama pants, get yeah, cozy, have some hot absolutely. chocolate, watch you some feel Christmas alive. movies. I did. I did watch a, a Santa coming to town original Christmas movie. Last How was week. it? It was pretty good. I don't know if I remember that one. It's a uh, in our little friend group text. We were talking about our favorite Christmas movies, and that was thrown out there. Uh, Claymation made in 1970. Somebody threw that out as their favorite. Yeah, yeah. kick him out of the friend group right hey, now. <laughs> I know. I, I threw an elf, obviously, and oh, some other. Yeah, and I, I grew up in a Christmas vacation home. Sure. And so, yeah, all the good ones. Somebody threw in the claymation. I mean, I'm serious. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's kind of a nerd, but it's okay. All right. That's all right. All right. That's great. Wow. And you watched it. Wow. Yeah, that's it good. was great. Good. It was great. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was our weather talk. That was our Christmas we talk. Got it. We, we we can get back to our regularly scheduled Perfect. things now. I love of it. Wonder of wonders and thank you ruth thank you ruth i mean really everything about ruth and everything about the book of ruth makes the bible and god's redemptive story even more beautiful i mean seriously brooks i mean i probably say this about so many books but the book of ruth the story of ruth it is so beautiful i mean here's this moabite widow who is going to be connected to king david in a pretty direct way um and the way that she you know, uh, goes from hardship to an amazing blessing with Boaz was incredible. But not only is it her story, but to me, Brooks, when you look at the book of Ruth, it it perfectly links judges at a time where there was no king in Israel and people are just doing what's right in their own eyes. And the entire book of judges, it's just like this, it's a continual cycle of failure. And it's crying out that we need a godly king. I mean, that's the polemic, that's the argument as a, for a godly king. And we're going to get that. We're going to get it in David. But we got to make sure that David, although he's got Moabite blood, is okay. And so to me, in God's beauty and his literary genius, if I can use that about God, I mean, he's the greatest storyteller ever. ever. I mean, the way the book of Luke, uh, I'm sorry, the book of Ruth connects uh, the entire story. It's absolutely beautiful. And then on top of that, it just is like, the gospel is this this good news of God is going to rescue his lost sheep and lay his life down for him. And his lost sheep, I mean, we've seen it's it's a Canaanite prostitute named Rahab. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's a uh, a weird story with Tamar. And here you have Ruth, and uh, it's it's pretty amazingly beautiful. And just the backstory of all the Old Testament stories mm-hmm. of. Ruth being a Moabite and how the Moabites came to uh, came to be like through Lot and that whole story and how the Israelites looked down upon them. You don't necessarily just kind of strolling through the Old Testament reading it. You don't realize all of that backstory and what that meant that she was a Moabite. I think it's one of the greatest things to do is if you read through scripture and if you do it a few times, you start picking up on some of this stuff because mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, even today, as I was reading through scripture, I'm like, okay, a, a, a Shumanite, I mean, what, who were they again? And, and a Hittite, 
where do they fit in again? I mean, there's a lot of ites and tights and, you know, oh, yeah. you know, where do they all fit in? And it's so far and so distant, we miss them. But for the Moabites and the Ammonites coming out a lot, I mean, it's, it's kind of icky. I mean, let's mm-hmm. just be honest. I mean, but I love the fact that God doesn't wash away the icky. I mean, he tells us how it, it, this is where they came about. And then he tells us more about the Moabites. And you start to think, man, they really were out to get God's people. And, mm-hmm. uh, and yet here's one who's going to profess faith. Even the, the tongue in cheek with this, that uh, Elimelech, that the family of Naomi, I mean, her husband, God is our king, is going to so set that up. And they're in Bethlehem, a place of bread, a house of bread, and leave the house of bread because there is no bread to go to Moab uh, and wind up, you know, not only losing Elimelech, but then the two sons spent and sterile. I mean, what are their, their names? It's just, mm-hmm. man, stories unreal. Incredible story. And I know the first time I read, read Ruth, I was... A little confused. There's a lot going on there and a lot of the backstory that I didn't know about, but this Sunday kind of brought some clarification to it for sure. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, as we uh, mentioned, that that kinsman redeemer is really, I mean, where does that come from? Kinsman, a family member, you know, so a family member redeemer. And what are they redeeming? I mean, it's not like Jesus, our redeemer that saves us from sin and death and brings us into his family. But this is a redeemer that's redeeming a family member in trouble. I mean, it's, you know, sometimes a redeemer, a kinsman redeemer can buy someone out of slavery and, and he really kind of come alongside it. It's somebody of family taking care of family, which way it should be. But in this instance, it's really providing through a family member uh, an heir mm-hmm. and, uh, to providing a, a child that's uh, specifically a male heir that would make the name live on. So if Robinson is uh, given... Uh, by God's amazing grace, a place in the promised land, you want to make sure that that was never lost. And let's say, let's say that your dad never was in existence. It was just your Aunt Lori. And so if it's getting passed down and Aunt Lori, there's nobody else. Hey, who who can help step in to make sure that the Robinson name isn't lost mm-hmm. forever, their place and their seed. So, you know, there is this one who's to, going to redeem the story and, and if you, I, we read the whole story, Boaz wasn't the first in line. There was mm-hmm. another one who was first in line. And, and he's like, hey, you know, you, you got to step up. And he first says yes, but then he realizes, oh, man, this much going to cost me too much. So forget it. I'm, <laughs> I'm not doing it. And here's our man, Boaz. And then David comes very shortly after that. Yeah, that very, very, very quick. Yeah, they got Obed. And then, uh, then David's uh, father, Jesse, comes from Obed. So... Obed was Jesse's grandfather, so mm-hmm. you know this is uh, this is this is coming. So oh, yeah. it's 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 incredible, and you know the Book of Ruth. It just, that's where it does a little quick genealogy, but it's going to link us again to David. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, even genealogy we talked about it can be really boring. I mean, you think about just reading a list of names in Scripture, but there's a reason. I mean, mm-hmm. and some are more clear than others, but there's a reason why the Gospel of Matthew is going to say, "Hey, here's this Jesus." He's the son of Abraham, son of David, because there's some promises that God made to these two men that need to be fulfilled through a Messiah. And here comes Jesus, and here's in the rest of the story how he does it. Mm-hmm. So absolutely cool stuff. I want to know. So you already preached this to Ruth and Costco. So I mean, was that, was that the little like practice run? Yeah, it was sermon? a practice run. You know, I've actually preached the whole book of Ruth, and so I I actually had a sermon series through Ruth. So. Um, and, you know, and Ruth and Costco. Yeah, I can't remember all the details I gave her, but uh, 
But I had her. I had her pretty blurry eyed. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah, it was great. So looking forward to this Sunday as we continue continue Wonder of Wonders. Well, you know when Matthew goes through the genealogy, and I say there's five women. It's interesting what Matthew does here. He uh, kind of throws some shade Bathsheba's way, and not against her, but really to make sure that we see that this story is a little bit icky. I mean, as if the other ones weren't, you know. <laughs> but it's going to say by Uriah the Hittite's wife. And so here's a, I mean, talk about a red flag. You know, it doesn't even list her name, but wants to say, hey, this has come about. Solomon uh, 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 is going to come through uh, David, but it's David kind of his sin. And so, um, and that's obviously with Bathsheba. As you know, Brooks, a few weeks ago when we were preaching through David, I talked about that story with David and Bathsheba. So this, this, uh, Sunday, we're not going to go back and rehearse what we've already know, but Bathsheba reappears, uh, and she reappears in First Kings, and that's what's what's happening is it's, it's a really weird story. I can't wait to share it. That's it's it's this. Uh, no spoilers. Well, it's a story of David who is older in life and he can't get warm, and so they're like, "Hey, we haven't invented electro, electric blankets yet. Let's go get him a really good looking woman to lay in his arms." Like what? You know, I mean, where does this stuff come from? But anyway, the story is going to unfold where Bathsheba is going to have to step in and say, hey, wasn't Solomon supposed to be king? Because another one of David's sons kind of does an end around and sets himself up as king. And remember, it never goes well when we set ourselves up at king. Mm -hmm. It only goes well when God's promises, when his man on the throne comes to fruition. And so... It's, it's the cool story of how Bathsheba is used to make sure that God's promise is fulfilled, that Solomon will be the one. And that's this week. It's another crazy story. It's crazy good. Um, I'm really excited for it. Oh, yeah. It's been a great sermon series. So ah, far. We're, we're diving into the deep end. I love it. And listen, <laughs> thanks for saying it. And I really appreciate that because there is a sense where you preach through something like this and you think, okay, should I just be talking about the shepherds out in the field and, you know, the angels that appear? I mean, those are those are great things to talk about at Christmas and, you know, you never want to miss them. But to, to, to kind of go into the deeper levels of this, it's kind of like you can go to a baseball game and watch it, but to learn how to actually keep score, mm-hmm. you know, to learn how to do it. I mean, there's some nuances to it. And, mm-hmm. you know... And when you learn how to keep score and you know really what's happening, it's going to give you a beauty and a dimension to what you're watching. Mm -hmm. And my hope as a pastor is that people will keep pulling back the layers of the story and just see how beautiful it is and bring glory to God because it's amazing. And the fact that Jesus would put on flesh and walk among us, the fact that the Father would love us enough to send us a son, amazing enough. But when you you think about all the promises that are going to be fulfilled and how how God's plan unfolded through all the ickiness, through all the sinfulness, through all the brokenness, God's going to triumph and Jesus is going to come. And uh, it's, yeah, it's beyond words. 
I've been thinking about that a lot with all the popular Bible verses that they'll quote or, you know, just one off one or two verses and just thinking about that's a big book and a lot of story leading up to all those just one verses that people love. And that's yeah. the interesting part. And that's yeah. and we want to have a smart congregation that knows about all those stories leading up to the crescendo of verses. And we all have our favorite verses, but what we have a tendency to do is cherry pick the ones we like and kind of ignore the ones we don't or the ones we have a hard time with. But I, I think the ultimate question where I'm, I'm really being challenged, Brooks, is uh, are we people under the authority of God's word? I don't know if you've noticed this, but this week I changed the, the uh, kind of the intro to the to the greeting. Um, almost every week since we've been in existence that I've done the greeting, I've always wanted to stress the fact that King's Chapel is a place that celebrates God's grace and that Lord willing will never change. But I think that we got to say more. And the time that we're living in, um, you know, I think it's important for us to say King's Chapel is a church that submits to the authority of God's word. And that's kind of where we we need to stand. That's a flag that needs to be put in the ground. It's not a popular flag. If we submit to the authority of God's word, we are submitting to what God says about creation, what God says about marriage, about what God says about sexuality, what he says about identity, what God says about so many things. It doesn't come back to our opinion. It doesn't get shaped uh, by, uh, you know, uh, what others around us think. What is it that God's revealed? And, you know, what is it? And then it's having the faith, Brooks, to believe that God's revelation is best for us. And I got to tell you, I argue, I, I wrestle with that sometimes. Is God's revealed will? And But that's what we wrestle with as sinners. Um, as Adam and Eve were tempted in the garden, Satan said, did God really say? Is this, is this the reality? I mean, can you trust God? And I think that we all wonder, can we trust you? I mean, does God have the last word on marriage? And if he does, we got we to gotta trust him. And so um, anyway, we, so I'm trying to say, hey, we are, we are a people. King's Chapel is a place that, that submits to the authority of God's word, that lives for the glory of God's, uh, for the glory of God's name. Uh, and then, you know, celebrate the fact that we embrace grace. Well, it goes back to your sermon series uh, on First Timothy, I believe, when you kind of went through the different roles of the church, elders, deacons, yeah. women, um, everything through the yeah. church. And it lays out exactly what the roles are supposed to be. And it's easy to say, well, you know what? He was giving it in context. And you always got to look at what context it was given to us. And there's more richness to that. But if you throw away the, the didactical teaching, the teaching of that saying, ah, you know, Paul was only, um, you know, dealing with what was going on culturally, we can't embrace that, then then that's that's really, that's where we go awry. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Christmas is just around the corner. We're almost to Christmas <laughs> Eve and a busy time of year. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because I, I looked at the calendar today and I just, you know, we all know December 13th and uh, oops, by the way, it's, it's Tuesday. We're a little early. So, I know, Tuesday yeah. night. Um, so anyway, I looked at the calendar and thought, wow, you know, in a couple of weeks, December's over. I mean, Christmas is here and then mm -hmm. January starts on the 1st. And, I you know, I really feel that way, Brooks. It's like, wow, things are speeding up and yeah, it's this is... Uh, 
Important time of year. We don't want to miss it. But, man, it feels like things are going fast. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it kind of hit me last night. I wanted to watch a Christmas movie and yeah. you know, watch the 1970 claymation movie. What in the world were you thinking? <laughs> hey, we got we got uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and oh, Frosty classic, the Snowman. Classic. So we, I, I, it's been a few years since I've kind of watched a bunch of Christmas movies. Yeah. I think we're going to get back into it this year. You know, Rudolph and, and uh, um, what was the first one you mentioned? Rudolph, uh, Frosty the Snowman. Yeah, that's claymation. Santa's coming to town. Yeah, so yeah. That, that's uh, that's all got that kind of genre, right? Well, there. What, what was interesting on uh, Santa's coming to town last night was that there was some Christian aspects in it, which you would never see oh, in yeah. a Christmas movie or anything oh, like forget that. Forget it. Now. You, yeah, you know, they, it wasn't a ton. It was just a couple of things here and there, but it was, it was part of the culture. Have you ever seen the Charlie Brown Christmas Story? I have, and that was one I said last night. I couldn't remember what exactly happened well it's incredible because linus reads right out of luke chapter two mm-hmm. i mean it's it's uh it's a lot of the, the the true christian christmas story which is awesome i'm looking forward to watching those for sure brooksy it's almost 2023 something's <laughs> big's happening in 2023 <laughs> that is something is big is happening i mean in 2023. wow if i get this right let me get this right it's 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 almost equivalent to today's date. Was, yeah, is it, it was March yesterday. 12th? March 12th. Wow, that's yes. fantastic. Coming up. Big day, bro. Exciting <laughs> stuff. Very exciting. All right, hey, listen, don't forget, folks, uh, Christmas Eve, we're going to have two services, um, five and seven. Five o'clock is going to have the nursery. So please invite some friends. Please invite some people to come. Hey, come celebrate. By the way, did you see the sign out front? Yes, we got, we, we got our name on the it new digital great. sign. So yes. here we go. Love it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. See you Sunday. Thanks again, Brooks.